Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Pertech has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences, all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertech. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is the Legend Series with Billy Johnston, part two. Enjoy. You say they were keen to have you there. You were their priority. Um, And they were the Gold Coast Tweetheads Giants. You were captain. Is it... uh, and you're a straight up and down bloke, but is it pretty cool being part of something new, being part of history, I guess? Yeah, I so it was, you know, the whole uh, idea of it was great, you know, and we used to play down at Seagull Stadium that mm. held maybe 5,000 people. Yeah. You know, and there was one road in and one road out. Yes. And all that. The first day we ever played Brisbane Broncos at, uh, so we hadn't won a game, I don't think. We had one draw. Yeah. And in about round eight, we played the Bronx and we had our first win ever as a team. Well, the party lasted for a bit longer than it should have. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were big brother, weren't they? Yeah, they were the, they were the guns, you know yeah. what I mean. Mate, um, your first game for the Giants, and I think I'm right in saying this, ironically was against the Dogs. It was... You and Buggo again. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we bumped heads a few times and uh, it was, you know, the, the, it was the interesting thing that I'd left the Bulldogs and gone to the Gold Coast and my first game ever yeah. was against my old club. <laughs> Amazing. Mate, um, three years on the coast, ironically, your final game was also against uh, the Dogs. By this stage, Choppy Close had moved from the centres into the front row. You retired at 30. Had the body had enough? Well, you, you got to take into account. Uh, but, so I had my first fight in the boxing ring when I was eight. Wow. And, uh, you know, so I had boxed all the way through. Yeah. And, and uh, then, you know, with I'd played 13 years of first grade footy. Yeah. And so... Uh, I think we'd been to six or seven grand finals in that 13 years. So mm. they were uh, seasons that lasted for 25, you know, 30-odd games. Yep. So uh, my body was just feeling the pinch. I bet it was. Now, we're, we've spoken about boxing. 
Your career professionally started in 1974. It was against Lance Ravel at the Wellington Town Hall in country New South Wales. Uh, you had a couple of fights a year most years. The game hadn't seen that before, really. Um, tell us about trying to combine boxing and footy and, and the difficulties. Oh, yeah. So it was mostly around your, your diet. Yeah. You know, weight gain for football, weight loss for boxing. You know, uh, whatever trainer you had, didn't matter which one he was, he always, you know, talking about boxing now, they always wanted you to be a division lower or yeah. something. <laughs> he was yeah, always entertaining, you know. So. Oh. But hard work, really hard. And, and, you know, it helped me so much uh, with that preparation in my life as a player and a football player and a boxer. Yep. You know, when I moved on to the next stage of my life, when I become a fitness person. Yep. Um, it was so uh, helpful for me I about bet. how things, you know, how the experience I'd had. Because you're a boxer and... Can I say you couldn't learn it in a book? Yes, and, and <laughs> yeah, can't learn it in a book or on a computer, and that's, again, the way the world's going, mate. Oh, dear. Um, because you're a boxer and you're a tough guy at the time, did it mean others would try and test you on the field or did it mean they'd leave you alone? Um. Most of the time, it was uh, leave me alone. Good, you know. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, the, it was times were changing. You yeah. know, uh, in like for example, in the nineteen eighty Brisbane Rugby League Grand Final, we yeah. spent the first five minutes fighting. Yeah, the and, famous yeah, yeah, yeah. So against North Brisbane, and I was at South Brisbane. Yeah, and. You know, in that era, you know, you always had a softening up period, they yeah. called it. Softening up period. Nowadays, you don't have the softening up period. No. <laughs> Enjoyable, the softening up period? Something you actually look forward to? Well, I did. But, yeah. uh, you know, uh, the guys who couldn't handle themselves, you know, didn't know how to throw their left after their right or yeah. the other way around or whatever, you know, they... They were quite often critical of me actions. I bet they were. Uh, winners write history. Uh, there you go. You won the Queensland middleweight title early 1980. You challenged for the Australian middleweight title two years later. And again in your last fight, uh, which we touched on earlier, it was February 12, 1984. It was against Richie Roberts of Belmore Oval. And, Bill, you were disqualified for headbutting. Did referee Billy Males get it wrong or did he get it right? Oh, I think he was right. Yeah, I mean, I was a bit nuts at the time. Yeah, so, a bit nuts, yeah. yes. So what had happened is I'd uh, uh, sat Richie on his bum a couple of times yeah. in the previous rounds and I was getting excited and I, you know, got too excited. Too yeah. excited because it was yeah. a crowd full of Bulldogs fans and Bulldogs players. Yeah, and they, they were going nuts at the time yeah. because, you know, I uh, was obviously in front. and. Uh, yeah, I spoiled it. You know, you can take it a lot of ways. Yeah. People say you spoiled it and all that. Now, every time I go somewhere, someone knows about me, Ed Button, Richie. <laughs> if you could wind back the clock, would you change that headbutt? Or would you? Oh, it is just, what it is. That's just part of my life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we used to say, he's from Cunnamulla. Give the poor bastard a go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Having boxed and played, and I'll ask you this without any notice, who do you reckon would be the guys that would be hard to beat in the ring that you've played with, played against or seen? Oh, yes. Yeah, so there's a lot in that bracket. Yeah. Um, uh, tell you a little fellow who uh, used to be impressive at South Brisbane, Billy Argyros, little lock forward, played in three grand finals there I think, you for go. South yeah. Brisbane. Uh, always handy, you know. We used to do a bit of boxing stuff around the, you know. So when I was fighting at the festival, I'd take some South blokes with me. Yep. Uh, Chrissy Phelan was hap- handy, you know, yeah. but he had a short temper. It so, doesn't always work in boxing. Yeah, well, he could have headbutted someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrific. From footy pretty much straight into conditioning, training, fitness, was it something you were always interested in because of the the boxing training and the professionalism that you showed? Yeah, so how I got guided into that was that uh, you wouldn't believe that Rothman's Cigarette Company, yeah, uh, Winfield Red, you know, and all that sort of stuff, Mm. Uh, so... Uh, they had a gymnasium uh, at their Western Sydney factory for the workers. And I got a job while I was playing. The Bulldogs uh, got me into the fitness scene. Yeah. And um, Rothman Cigarette Company put me through a lot of uh, courses, you know, to qualify me to be uh, a presenter trainer. of trainer, you know. Wow. PE and that. And so that's how I got into it. And then, uh, you know, just with my experience of boxing and footy and stuff, um, it worked out all right. Best trainer you've seen or had over the years, Billy? Oh, yes. I told you the one I say to you, Bradley Clyde. Yeah. You know, in the Super League era, he come from Canberra to the Bulldogs Mm. and – he, there was nothing that you could ask Bradley to do that he wouldn't achieve. That's a, a massive rap. Did you learn or know all the tricks in the book in terms of guys saying, oh, I'm tired or I've got a sore hamstring, I can't finish this today? Because as the trainer, you almost can't accept mm. guys saying, no, they've, they've got to complete for you to have strength. So can I tell you this, uh, and it's famous amongst all ex-players that I talk to, that if you're in the injured squad, it was twice as hard as being in the main squad. Pertec has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences, all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved, with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertec. So all of a sudden we found that we weren't getting anyone hurt. (laughs) 
<laughs> you made it harder on yeah. them. Yeah, so, you know, they had to start at 5.30 in the morning and, uh, you know, so when we are at the Bulldogs, I'd make them go ocean swimming or something in the cold water and the complaints department uh, said, well, the way we get around this is you get over the injury and yeah. you get back in the main squad. Do you have to be tough as a trainer? Yeah. 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 And so um, the good thing about that was most of the coaches appreciated that. Yeah. I because, bet. you know, if I was the bad guy, then they could be the good guy. Yeah. And, you know, it worked out good. The Gold Coast, the Bulldogs and the Cowboys as a conditioner uh, or trainer, what a life lived after your career. Like you're still involved in the game still as close to the middle of the circle as possible but without having to make tackles. Yeah. And, you know, I've got – so in my life as a fitness guy, I've got so many stories, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, can I tell you this one story Please about do. North Queensland? Uh, so we had a young man there called Matthew Bowen. Yeah. Looked like he had some potential, you yeah. know, uh, Matthew. And he lived up in Hopevale. So uh, we'd broken up the year before and uh, Matthew was in the main squad yeah. and he uh, went home to Hopevale to have, you know, a uh, break with his family. Mm. And I t- asked him to, when he come back, would he mind coming and living with me and the missus so that I could uh, educate him a little bit on fitness. So Because yeah. I've seen the potential he had, you know, he, he, tremendous Wow. Natural ability. Yeah. And he turned up with Esky in one hand and a bag in the other with his clothes. Uh, what's in the Esky, Matthew? And he pulled the lid off the Esky. He said, that's a dugong, Billy. And I said, it was just blubber. And I said, how do we eat this, Matthew? So he put it in the wok and cooked, <laughs> cooked up the dugong. And it was just like eating fat off a chop. Oh. <laughs> so we put Matthew on a more uh, stringent diet. Yep. And uh, next minute he's playing for Queensland and Australia. Great. Uh, dear, we so did. much ability, that lad. Yeah. While we're on training, Bill, you've, you've, you've broken down a few different categories and who you think. Let's run through some of these names and, and how you've awarded these. Yeah, so uh, the fittest guy I said to you before is Bradley Clyde. Clyde. I, you know, so that would be argument because there's a lot of different yeah. types of fitness, you know. Um, uh, the fastest I say to you is uh, Ken Irvine, you know, who I watched as a youngster. Yeah. And uh, uh, Larry Corowa. Oh, the- Flash. The Flash, yes. Yeah. Uh, so can, uh, the year he made a comeback, uh, he was playing at South Tweed Heads. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he'd finished in NRL for yep. a few years. And uh, uh, we got him back to play for the Seas, Seagulls. Yep. And uh, in pre-season training, uh, I put him with a professional sp- sprint coach and he ran in the Gold Coast Gift. It was the best team bonding exercise I've ever, or, you know, seen in me life. Wow. Uh, so he ran at the Gold Coast Gift. Every single player from the Giants, coaches, whatever, we're all at the Gift, and uh, we're all betting on Larry. 
And he got into the final, you know, and in the gifts, uh, handicap races. Like, yes. Anyway, uh, he got a third in the final. Wow. So, man, 37 years old. 37 years old, a natural talent. We love, we love the Blake Flash. Yeah. Um, okay, keep going with your list, mate. All right, so, you know, you always need humour around yes. serious situations. And the go-to man for that was Al Flanger. As a player or as a part of the coaching staff? Oh, both. Yeah. He could lighten the load, Alf. Okay, what's your, what's your go-to Alf story that you can tell? Oh, you know, he always, uh, uh, quite often in Australian or Queensland champ- camps when, uh, you know, Wayne was our coach, he'd have some curfew-type things and uh, he always would mention to me that my job really wasn't the fitness trainer, it was keeping them, getting them home at night, you know, and be careful of Alfie, could climb out a window. Yes. <laughs> how many... Um... How many birthday celebrations have you seen with Alfie? Because that, that's been his trick for years. Yeah, yeah. Every restaurant he goes to with whoever starts <laughs> celebrating someone's birthday, not on their birthday. Uh, what a great bloke. Yeah. And so how good were they? To, you know, the other one I say uh, I'd have a thing as the most straightforward person I've met in rugby league. Yep. And I'll put it down as Wayne Bennett. How'd you get on with mine? Really good. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so um, Wayne was always very supportive of, uh, you know, discipline, uh, serious mm. training, you know, and have a, have a, you know, if you work hard, then you can have a good time. You know, yep. That's the, work hard, yeah, play hard. Yeah. Well, then you get good results usually as well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I was with him in uh, Queensland and Australian teams. Yep. And, uh, Tremendous coach, yes. Great to be recognised um, by your peers and your rivals and guys like Wayne Bennett or Mal Meninga and be invited to be part of representative teams because really they could pick anyone but they choose you. That's, that's a nice rap, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's good, yeah. So I think, uh, you know, after, you know, it's always got a termination point, which is very yeah. sad, you know. Mm. You think I'm getting old, <laughs> <laughs> but you were part of that wonderful Queensland era under uh, Mal. Uh, Where does that rank? Ah, yeah. So that that was a good run in the Origin, wasn't it? Yeah, terrific run. And you know the thing about uh, the uh, whole way that the players bought into the atmosphere, mm. you know, was tremendous. Yeah, Lockie was Darren Lockie. You know, yeah. yeah then we keep going with the big names, you know. Yeah. It was a tremendous side. It's more than just the players, and I think we've all realised that now in, in rep sides. It's about the conditioner. It's about the coach. It's about the media guy. It's about the team manager. So many things have got to fit perfectly to have the perfect performance on the yeah. field. And usually, you know, uh, I think Wayne started that, you know, yeah. is uh, about – the head coach, yep, has his staff. It's like Billy Slater now. He's got his staff, yeah, and uh, people that he knows how they operate, mm. and he can work around them and all that sort of stuff. And that's that's what you need to do, and and it creates a professional atmosphere. It certainly does. Keep going with your list, mate. Uh, did we talking about the best from Southwest Queensland? There we go. There's a list. Yeah. So I come from Cunnamulla. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, 
<laughs> I told you the story, have I? The 56, the captain coach. You certainly have. Uh, three bars of, of three bar wool. Wool, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the captain, so. It was at uh, Bobby Banks. Bobby Banks, yep. Yeah. Uh, choppy Close. Uh, first men of the match in a state of origin yeah, game. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, scored 52 tries for Kunamala the year before. Did he really? Yes. Yeah, so very hard to stop Big Chop when he was on the go in the southwest corner. Two, two Kunamala boys uh, finishing up on the Gold Coast some 30 years yeah. later. That's cool. And uh, a modern-day player that I think has been great for southwest Queensland is Kurt Capewell. Charleville boy? Charleville, yes. Yeah, yes. your so, old rivals. Yeah, the mortal enemy. The mortal enemy. <laughs> um, Bill, to, to finish up, um, can you name one a highlight and one regret? Does anything stand out in that category or does it, is it too hard to narrow to just one? Uh, um, quite often when you're first in boxing, yeah. you know, the first – Championship you win. Yeah. You know, so when I was about uh, 13, I think, I might have been the Queensland schoolboy champion. Okay. Yeah. And I was weighing about 48 kilo, you know, wow. something. And, you know, that's yeah. a, that was the first state title I ever yeah. achieved, and that was tremendous, you know. That's you terrific. Know? Yeah. As the body now, you had the, the hips done for many years. You had arguably the greatest nickname I'd heard at the time, and I think it was Terry Lamb that came up with it. Who else? Lift one, drag one, because yeah. the, the hips weren't great. But, mate, you're active. You look a million dollars. Well, yeah, so uh, most of me is plastic now, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in me neck, I've had, uh, when we put this down to scrummaging or yeah. maybe someone bounced a few too many punches off my head. That uh, my neck has had um, some vertebrae fused and also a few wedges put in. Okay. In uh, my lower back has had uh, some fusions. Okay. Both my hips replaced. Otherwise, I'm good. Feel good? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 166 games, a premiership winner, a state title boxer, a conditioner that frightened a few generations of footballers along the journey. Been great catching up, mate. Today is no different to any other day that we've known each other since the early 90s. A, a laugh, a bit of a chat about footy. Billy Johnson, you, sir, are a legend. Thanks very much, Andy. In 2023, this is what you can expect from Unfiltered. The Legend Series starts your working week, featuring interviews with some of the game's finest, in-depth and personal we talk footy and life in a subtle mix you can't or won't hear anywhere else. On Thursday, the Rugby League Superpod returns 12 different player interviews every single episode. It's fast-paced, and if you like a laugh with your footy, this is for you. It's the weekly show you can't miss. Then on Saturday, it's Dream Team time. Who would you name in your best ever 13? We ask that question to players past and present. We don't always agree, but that's what it's about. The ultimate argument starter. Who is the best 13 ever? 
Be sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date on who's coming onto the podcast. We're all over Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Andy Raymond. Or you can check out the website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Before you go, do a mate a favour and when you're done here, leave a five-star rating and write a quick review for us on the podcast app you're listening on. In terms of business, it's huge for us and it allows us to keep creating the content you love for free. Make sure you come back soon, legends. Thank you.